Welcome to the Fika with Friends podcast. I'm your host, Tasmin Lofthouse, and I'm a freelance copywriter, content marketer, and your business best friend. Just like the Swedish tradition of Fika, the Fika with Friends podcast is your chance to step away from work and be present in the moment as you find clarity, purpose, and success for the future. So pop the kettle on and enjoy some cake as we chat about all the ways you can grow and shine in every avenue of life as a business owner, entrepreneur or leader. Hello, welcome to a solo episode of Fika with Friends. And today I thought we could talk girl math, but let's make it the consumer psychology edition of girl math. I want to talk to you about pricing, the icky, squirmish, uncomfortable topic of pricing. Because here's the thing, pricing is super powerful. And with a sprinkle of consumer psychology, you can add so much more value to how you talk about your prices just by using a little something called price anchoring. And price anchoring is quite literally girl math in action. For those who aren't down with the latest TikTok trends, Gen X, Gen Z, (laughs) Gen Z lingo, I'm obviously not down with the kids. Um, For those who aren't like, down with the latest trends on social media about girl math. Girl math is the idea that you create justifications for buying things and then that makes you feel better about your decision to buy something. If, for example, you want to get yourself a nice little coffee and you use the money on your Starbucks gift card to buy that coffee instead of your bank card, then that means the coffee was free, right? Or let's say you buy a 60 pound dress and then you wear that dress 30 times that means the cost per wear is only two pounds what a bargain two pounds for a dress like no brainer you're gonna buy it right and that that is literally girl math so it's these justifications we make and then if we switch it over to a business sense price anchoring lets you apply girl math to your business by making the price look more desirable. So what you do with price anchoring is you establish a price point that customers can refer to when making a purchase decision. And there's a few different ways you can do this. So I'm gonna share a couple of examples with you. First of all, let's say you have a SaaS business. And the way that SaaS tools typically work is that they offer their product or service at various different tiers. and In most cases, there are three tiers. So there's like a basic tier, a premium tier, and then an enterprise tier. And what those SaaS companies do is they will show you all these tiers in like a pricing table, and they'll tell you what features you get under each tier and how much each one costs. And the tier you choose will determine how many features you get asked to, you get access to. So the more you pay, the more you get. And the way that SaaS tools use price anchoring techniques on their pricing page is they use it to make the tier they want people to choose look more desirable. So if, for example, it's only going to cost you an extra £5 a month, but you get double the amount of features you would have got in the £10 basic plan, upgrading to the premium plan seems like a no-brainer. Like, you only pay £5 extra, you're getting a premium experience rather than a basic experience, and you're going to get double the amount of features. And again, it's just £5 extra. So instead of paying £10, you're paying 15 And all of a sudden, that premium tier looks way more desirable because you've compared it to this basic one at £10 and you're going, 
wait a minute, I'm getting a lot more bang for my buck. Like, this sounds better. So they've anchored that premium tier against a lower, less desirable tier. And this goes both ways as well. So they can also have that tier that they want you to choose next to a tier that is really expensive, like through the roof expensive. So that all of a sudden, that tier that you were kind of umming and ahhing over looks really good because like, God forbid, you don't want to pay 20, 30 pounds more than that like and just get like a couple extra features so you're gonna go for that one that's you were sitting on the fence about and that again that that's just price anchoring and like SAS tools use a bunch of copywriting and design tips and tricks to make the tier they want people to choose look even more desirable but that's a whole other episode in itself today we're talking about price anchoring and girl math another way we can see price anchoring happen is when the price of a product is put next to a price of an everyday thing that we know And this gives us like a reference point to see like, is the thing they're offering worth the price that they're telling you it is? So you have something to compare it to because prices, numbers are not really tangible. Like when we just look at a number, like on face value, it doesn't mean anything to us. So if you give us context around that number, our brain can then use that context to work out how worthwhile that price is. So what they do is we'll see that brands put the price of a product next to the price of something we know. And the most common example people, well brands typically use is coffee. You've probably seen this before, I've definitely seen this before. So there was a fitness app that I signed up to. Um, They don't actually do this anymore, I checked recently um, and they've actually removed this from their website copy. But when I signed up for this fitness app, they had the monthly price of the app and that was say £8 a month. And then underneath that price, they had a line of copy that said something along the lines of, that's the same as two caramel lattes from Starbucks. Then all of a sudden, you're looking at that eight pound a month and then you're thinking, well, if I just make coffee at home, that pays for the price of the app. And I can definitely do that. Or that you're looking at the price of that eight pound a month app and going, well, I guess I'll just not go to Starbucks. Like I'll just cut back on how much Starbucks I get and then I can afford the app. They've anchored the price against the price of something that you know to make that seem more desirable because you can then use that thing to make the justifications. See? Girl math. Price anchoring is girl math. Okay, okay. So another example. Another example can be just straight up comparing the price of your product to the price of your competitors. So people have that tangible reference point of you versus them. Obviously at this point, this is a bit more like brave and out there because do you want to directly call out your competitors? Not everybody does. Some companies do. In some industries, it's fair game. You could say like leading brand and we see this a lot, right? So we will see, um, like say toilet paper companies, for example, they might show you their toilet paper and you're like, I mean, it's toilet paper. Like, I don't know what it costs. I just buy it. Like, it's just an essential. Then all of a sudden they're telling you that their toilet paper is like, 20% cheaper than a leading brand and you're going hmm okay maybe I'll buy theirs that sounds better so they've anchored that price all of a sudden and let you know like hey we're cheaper so you're going to want to buy us but price anchoring doesn't always have to go towards getting people to buy the cheaper option or to show people that you're like the budget best of value offer price anchoring can also work the other way where you use price anchoring to encourage people to spend more and to show people that your product is a high value offer by putting it alongside other high value, high ticket items. 
And there's this really interesting study that took place and this was all about price anchoring. And like, I don't know, call me like a consumer psychology geek, but I think the study is really interesting. So what people did is they were asked for the last two numbers of their social security number, which is obviously like the American version of our national insurance number. So these people were asked by researchers for the last two numbers of their social security number. And they were then asked how much they were willing to pay for something. If someone's social security number ended in 27, they were asked like, hey, so would you pay 27 pounds for this item? And then it kind of go through this kind of process. Then the researcher would ask the person, what's the maximum amount of money they were willing to pay for that thing? And it turned out that the people whose social security number ended in a higher number were willing to pay a lot more money for the same products than those whose social security number had a low number at the end. And that's all because a high number was planted in their mind at the very start. Their reference point they had was their social security number, which was either high or low. And if the reference point was a high number, then they were looking at the thing they were being asked if they were willing to buy it, and they were going, yeah, I'd probably pay more for that, without even realising. Like, this was all happening on a subconscious level, just because that number had been planted in their mind. And while I don't recommend using people's social security numbers as a way of getting them to buy more or getting them to spend more, it's a really good way of illustrating that price anchoring can work both ways. You can use price anchoring to make your offering seem more desirable at a higher price point too. And another way that like price anchoring can happen is like just give people a range. I see a lot of service providers will have a website, they will sell services, these services will sound amazing, but then they don't put any prices on there. And for me personally, if there are no prices, if I have no idea what I'm gonna be aiming for, what I'm gonna be expected to pay for this, I'm probably gonna leave and find another website where someone does have their prices on there. So you can put a range to kind of anchor that price in people's mind so that when they come to contact you to work with you, they have a reference point. So instead of saying like, contact us for pricing information, you can say, get in touch for pricing information. As a general rule, people of this business size, whatever, like people looking for this service will typically pay between 2,000 to 5,000 pounds. And then they know that when they contact you, it's gonna cost somewhere within that range. So you've anchored that price range in their mind and you have warmed that lead up and you're not wasting their time and you're not wasting your time. Price anchoring is genius. All that price anchoring is, it's just you're making the connection for people between your price and something that they understand. And that can happen directly or indirectly. Because at the end of the day, like prices aren't tangible. So we have to give people something to compare it to. And we have to help them draw the connections and help them see the value in your product. So like my advice to you is use price anchoring. If you can't remember how to do it, if you're not too sure how to do it, research it. Come and ask me, like I'll tell you how to do it. I'll give you tips and advice, but yes. Use price anchoring and enjoy the benefits of using girl math for your business. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast or let me know on Instagram at Tasman Lofthouse. I'd love to hear from you and I will see you next time. Bye.